Welcome, friends, to Generations. This is Kevin Swanson as well, Steve Vaughn with me, and big movements coming after the Bostock ruling on the part of the Supreme Court of the United States, which would come closest to abridging freedoms for Americans. At what point are we going to be affected by the tyranny of the day? Well, there's multiple touch points, but I would say the most significant touch point will not be forced abortions for Christian families, uh, will not be forced infanticide, will not be imprisonment for preaching in your local church anytime too soon. But uh, at this point, thanks to the Supreme Court of the United States ruling on the Bostock case, um, it uh, does appear that there will be uh, restrictions upon hiring and firing practices for ministries and churches and Christian businesses across this country. I think that's the trajectory taken. First of all, let's hit this one story, then I'm going to get to this World Magazine story concerning World Vision. But first, uh, the Biden administration is blocking school lunch funding to schools that don't abide by their pro-homosexual agenda. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is redefining sexual discrimination to include discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. So, by the way, Senate Republicans attempted to overturn the new requirements. They failed 47 to 50. And that, to me, is a symbolic vote. That seems to be an indication of where we are in terms of preserving private property opportunities and uh, and, and maybe a, a bit of equal access to federal funding on the part of uh, certain uh, schools and so forth. So it does appear that there is a one-size-fits-all uh, approach to handling the issue of sexual perversion in public schools today. And if you won't play by the rules of the Department of Agriculture and the Biden administration, then they won't pay. So if you don't play, they won't pay. I think that's the increasingly the message that is being forced upon even conservative public schools across America today, Steve. Uh, that is, you know, there may be a conservative school board, but if that school has been reliant upon billions of dollars of federal monies for the last 15 years, it's going to be hard for them to wean themselves from that control. Yeah, people get uh, pretty addicted to government money. Uh, you see that all over the place, subsidies, all kinds of things. And so once you fit it into your budget and you start spending your other money on something else, then to lose the money that you were getting from the government becomes something that you just can't handle. And so now you got to make that decision. Uh, you know, do I, do I continue with this program over here or do I compromise and uh, accept the money? Uh, and, and that's what a lot of people are going to do. They're going to end up compromising so they can get the money. Well, a court ruled this last week uh, that could force Christian aid groups to hire homosexual employees and it could also pack a serious blow for churches, other faith-based ministries that adhere to biblical standards for marriage and sexuality. That, according to a World Magazine article, just issued. And this has to do with the World Vision attempt to hire and fire the people they wanted to hire and fire, especially you know, establishing something of a standard concerning sexuality. So now it appears the courts in America, and this is, I believe, the third court fight for World Vision on this particular case, and they're losing. They're losing the case. Let's talk to this next on Generations. This is Kevin Swanson. Hello. 
Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. And we're back on the Generations broadcast. Kevin Swans with you as well, Steve Vaughn. And wow, let's deal with this case where World Vision is insisting they should have the right to hire and fire the people they want to, especially when it comes to the morality of the people involved or the lifestyle of the people involved that work in these respective ministries. Now, I would say, now this is my position on this, more than a religious liberty issue, because this is being taken as a religious liberty issue, and I think this is the mistake that's being made by Christians. And, and we've been making this mistake for a very long time because on the basis of God's law, all right, so if we're using God's law as a standard for how to determine whether this is right or this is wrong, this is just or this is unjust. On the basis of God's law, what is happening with the court system relating to this world vision case is a violation of one's liberty to own his own private property. Affirmative action laws are violating free market principles. You can't eliminate hatred in people's hearts by controlling who they hire and who they fire. That's number one. The idea that you can, by force, implement enough government laws to eliminate the hate in people's hearts is ridiculous. It's the wrong worldview. It's the wrong assumption. Now, governments can put to death a guy who murders somebody with hate in the heart and lying in wait and so forth, malice and forethought. So governments have a role to some extent. But the idea that we can give governments enough power to create a moral society without the redemptive work of Jesus Christ in people's hearts and without using the gospel message to, to eliminate the hate that's in the people's hearts uh, is ridiculous. It's, it's effectively a form of Pelagianism, the idea that we just adjust the environment and somehow perfect mankind on planet Earth. It comes from, effectively, the 19th century liberals mm-hmm. who taught that sort of a worldview. Anyway, this is not so much a religious liberty issue as a private property issue. And I think as long as Christians miss this, they're going to continue to lose this battle. God's law does not allow for governments to control where people invest their money and who they hire and fire. That's just tyranny. Now, the Bostock ruling 
already condemned a Christian funeral home from firing a cross-dressing employee. Now, suppose a 501c3 pro-life organization or a pro-life plumber hires somebody who spends his Saturdays campaigning for Joe Biden. Now, that pro-life organization or that pro-life plumber, he fires the person and then gets sued for it on free speech issues. Or suppose a Christian school hires some teacher whom they discover later to be protesting for gay rights on Saturdays. Well, hey, why not? They should fire the guy. You follow Mm -hmm. me? Because he obviously doesn't align with the values of the school. Now, if, say, Southwest Airlines is forced to hire a stewardess and and has to pay her $800,000 for her pro-Trump views, then pro-life organizations, Christian schools, are going to have to do the same thing. Matthew 20, verse 15, speaks as the landowner in a parable of the vineyard. Jesus said, is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own money? Is your eye evil because I am good? See, his point here being that a capitalist has a right to hire and fire whom he will as long as he has made a contractual relationship or agreement with the hiree. If the contract read that the employer could not fire on the basis of what the employee did on the weekends or on his own time with social media or political campaigns, then, of course, the employer would have no right to fire the person. So, in other words, it has to do with the contract that he makes with that particular employee. Now, I would say the average employer is going to be somewhat concerned with what the employee does on the weekends, and that's okay. He can hire and fire whom he will. Now, suppose that he was a very good employee. You know, suppose this was one of the best stewardesses ever. She's pro-Trump, but she's a great stewardess. Then whose loss is it for firing this stewardess for maintaining pro-Trump views on her social media account on Saturdays? Well, it's the loss of the airliner because, because he had a good employee. They lost a good employee, one of the very best. Had one of the best attitudes ever on Monday morning as she serviced her clients, you know, on the flights out of Denver into New York City. All right, so... So the bottom line, friends, is it's the free market can do what the free market wants to do. I stand by Thomas Jefferson's famous quote, to compel a man to furnish funds for the propagation of ideas he disbelieves and abhors is sinful and tyrannical. So attempts to control whether the employer can contract with this person or that person is a futile use of government power. It doesn't do any good. It just further complicates things. So what I'm saying is we need to throw out Title VII and Title IX. Just throw it out. We don't need government to dictate who gets hired and who gets fired. Let the free market figure that out. We need to get government out of the education business as well. And by the way, get government out of the school lunch business. That, that, would solve, that would solve so many problems. So, you know, let's go to principle. If we argue the principle, Steve, I think we're going to win. If we don't argue the principle, we're going to lose over and over again. And that's the point that I want to draw out of this article from World Magazine. It's a very interesting story. What's happening? with uh, the Title VII, Title IX impositions upon World Vision. And uh, apparently, World Vision has lost, what, three cases so far on this particular, three court cases on this particular case. A court ruling this week uh, apparently would force the Christian aid group World Vision to hire homosexual employees, and it could also pack a serious blow for churches and other faith-based ministries that adhere to a biblical standard for marriage and sexuality. Now, here's what happened. In January 2021, the Seattle area ministry, World Vision, withdrew a job offer to Aubrey McMahon, 
for a customer service representative position after the ministry discovered she was in a same-sex marriage. Had she been hired, McMahon would have been in violation of the ministry standards of conduct, which confines sexual conduct to marriage between a man, one man, and one woman. She sued World Vision in July of 2021, claiming that it unlawfully discriminated against her because of her sex, sexual orientation, and marital status in violation of Title VII. Initially in June of 2023, U.S. District Judge James Robart sided with World Vision, agreeing that the church autonomy doctrine barred interference in the ministry's employment decisions. The doctrine, derived from the First Amendment, ensures that courts do not have second-guess the theological positions of churches or ministries. But just six weeks later, Robart reversed his course, backing McMahon in a flip-flop ruling that threw out the church autonomy doctrine. And, uh, and so on it went. The court also has disagreed that uh, World Vision is a ministerial exception another First Amendment-derived principle, shielded it from liability, the idea that this is a church, this is a, a church ministry. So it, it basically removed the First Amendment argument for World Vision in this particular case. The exception protects a religious organization from court review of its employment decisions when the employee serves, quote, vital religious functions. So what they're arguing here, Steve, as far as I understand it, is that these employees do not really fulfill a vital religious function, which is very interesting. Now the courts are going to decide, mm-hmm. you know, which of our functions are religious and which of our functions are not religious. <laughs> so once you get into this Title Seven, Title Nine stuff, wow. you're going to be in a ton of trouble, especially as you know the governments are going to decide who you're going to hire and fire in your particular company. I've seen this coming for quite some time. You know, is you know, especially with the Burgerfeld um, having you know legalize the homosexual mirage in the country, then it's like, well, what's next? Well, we've got to have places for them to do the ceremony. So we're going to have to have churches. And if they want to go to a certain church, we need to let them go to a church because this is the politically correct lifestyle. So I, I figured that this was going to be coming. I, I sort of predicted this years ago that, yeah, it'll it'll start with you know secretaries and janitors and things that are not vital you know that they're they're not actually dealing in the teaching of the church and so you have to be able to hire them and they can sue you if you don't so it's just ah it it is a private property issue as you know and and that should be left up to the free market this would open up every non-church ministry every homeschooling organization in the country to having to hire the people the government wants them to hire and so my point is that christians you know if we don't become more principled on these issues, especially on Eighth Commandment issues, then the government is going to take its own position to steal our property and tell us who we should hire or fire. Churches in America need to preach against affirmative action, government-enforced hiring quotas, minimum wage laws, et cetera, et cetera. It's just wrong for governments to determine what the free market does uh, with their own resources. So until they do, I think we're going to be subject to the same tyranny and uh, churches will have to hire homosexuals for the ministry staff, including secretaries, uh, the rest of the administration, the church. Perhaps pastors will be exempted for the time being so so they can continue to preach their wimpy messages <laughs> for, <laughs> for the next 20, 30 years or whatever. But uh, Steve, what's the solution to all of this from your position? I mean, it's obviously we need a revival. We need to reverse Obergefell. We need to reverse Bostock. We've we've got a ways to go to restore liberty in this country. Yeah, I'm hoping that 
at least with this Supreme Court, possibly that these cases might be brought up, especially after the Dobbs decision and the things that Clarence Thomas was saying on the whole idea of, of the uh, substantive due process, that they're trying to find rights in the Constitution that don't exist, essentially. And he even brought up the terms of Bergefeld, and there was the uh, one on contraceptive. And, uh, and so maybe if this gets in there, that could at least change some of the policy and the law of the land. But you're right. We need a, a heart change that uh, we need a change of the heart of the American people of the people of the world and the church in America, uh, the true church. We need, we need to humble ourselves and pray, confess our sins and pray that we God come would back heal to that every land. single time. It seems to me, but let me also say push for islands of <laughs> yeah. freedom. Get your children out of the public schools. Take advantage of whatever exemptions you can take advantage of. And there are so many exemptions still. Exemptions from the the Obamacare rule in which uh, you don't have to fund abortifacients and abortion. You can get involved with Samaritan Ministries and other Christian medical sharing ministries. That is the island of freedom. Take your kids out of the public schools. We don't need to have anything to do with these mandated school lunch programs and mandated LGBTQ programs that are uh, being enforced upon the public schools across this country. Take advantage of the islands of freedom. Homeschool your kids. Uh, give them a distinctively Christian education. Uh, give them a Christian worldview. We only need to achieve four, five, six, seven percent of the population uh, given a proper discipleship, a proper worldview, and then we've got a shot at uh, impacting the entire nation to salvage freedom, say, 20, 30 years from now. So let's be sure that we're taking advantage of the islands of freedom. Give your children something of the legacy of liberty that's been fought for and won over 800 years against the tyrants and tyrants wannabes that have worked very, very hard to try to subjugate and to obliterate biblical rights, uh, godly freedoms that have been established by God's law and even defended somewhat by the Constitution of the United States over these 200 years. So uh, give your children something of the Christian battle for liberty, the legacy of liberty that has been fought and won by so many that have come before us. And I tell that story in my book, The Story of Freedom, available at generations.org. So get a copy of that for your family, for your children, for your grandchildren at uh, generations.org. So at least give them the legacy and then give them a proper biblical worldview foundation. You can use our curriculum to that end. And perhaps in the next 20, 30 years, we can avoid our children and grandchildren set off to gulags and prison camps because of the loss of a biblical worldview and a biblical standard for liberty in America, much like what happened in Russia some 140 years ago. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast. This is Kevin Swanson and Steve Vaughn inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.